let me know exactly what was in the the mixtures. So, but it was it was just well, crazy. yeah. I mean, hot hot dog manufacturers are notorious for letting everybody know exactly what goes into the sausage, right? <laughs> well, they didn't make hot dogs. It was just the kielbasa. So I, I didn't get tell to know them the, the truth, Elroy. Your hot dogs are made mostly from grade Q meat, Chinese newspaper, and apple cores. That's Ping Dog. You can, you can tell our hot dogs are real. Look at one. Does, does that hot dog say Yao Ping Dog? Give that back to me. <laughs> Choose your hero. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. I like that. That was a mixture of, of hot dog and power sauce bars. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What about the casing? We don't talk about the casing. <laughs> what do you want? The no, that's to that's show no. Up? <laughs> so, so you grew up on a farm, so you must know the casing was uh, originally it, from pig, pig intestine. intestine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, snappy, delicious pig intestine. Mm -mm. Yo. When you cook them. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you mean in that that rhyme song when we were kids? That little that little piggy wasn't going to shop at the market. No, oh no, my God. oh my no. God! You were today years old when you God. found that out, guys. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've known that. Brandon years. just went wee 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 all the way home. <laughs> it scared me so much. I, I kind of went wee 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 in my pants. Oh God, this, the world is a nightmare. <laughs> Existence yeah. is a horror show. <laughs> uh, the worst thing I've heard about though is like head cheese. Oh God! Another Polish staple. Yeah, that's um, that's European in nature. It's uh, where you take all the undesirable pieces of what's left. So maybe it's a pig or it's a cow, and then you boil it, and then all the gelatin that comes up on the top, you scoop and make into what is called head cheese. Yeah. My grandfather ate that. Yeah, um. Oh, mm, sounds so. Sounds so. Good. Goodbye, sir. <laughs> uh, man, that certainly sounds like something you could put in your mouth. Dude, I, I grew Head up cheese. Like, my grandfather it's better than kishka. dirt. Right. Kishka is blood sausage. And it's it's uh, essentially like it looks like a kidney and it's like blue. And um, it's they take like a bunch of, uh, I don't know, like wheat or, or whatever kind of grain they put and they uh, they soak it in blood. And I think there's like a little bit of meat mixed in with it too. Whoop, and then hold they, on, they quick question. Quick, quick question. What what kind of blood? Um, I mean, the animals. Blood of the non-believers, I imagine. Not, not type. <laughs> not like oh, you know, it's it's fucking oh. AB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a good response. I mean, but. I mean, uh, from from whence does the come blood come? Well, they could use cum. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I think it's pig. 
I, I think I, I could be beef, but that's what they use. It's called kishka. It's gross. Yeah, thank you. It's that'll come in handy for the list I'm compiling of foods I never want to fucking eat. Oh, yeah, you ser- you serve that? Get the fuck up. We're not can, eating. Can you can you <laughs> amend that to eat and or smell? Uh, I mean, I can. <laughs> okay, good. That's that would be a smart bet. Oh, but I'll do it because I want to, not because you fucking told me to. It was a suggestion. I mean, it's my, know, it's my choice. Want. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> By the way, I love this background that you put up, Leo, with the, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I was trying to find like old Fantastic Four images to uh to grab. I love the wacky Fantastic Car and all that. I love I love the I love the backgrounds that, that match like a thing that we're going to talk about. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, Look granted, I didn't I didn't see any fucking uh you know, really helpful hot, in an audio hot dogs podcast, or, or, or Kishka in the background <laughs> while we were babbling on about uh, Kishka. I mean, Maddie, I like I like how it started off where you're like, "Well, Connecticut has some pretty great blah blah hamburgers <laughs> and this that," and you're like, "Kishka's a fucking disaster area of a yeah. it's like oh, a no yeah. man's land of food." I can't believe they even fucking let people serve it legally in Connecticut with all the Polish folks that make it and eat it there. But uh, yeah, Connecticut's great. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, you, I didn't say that. Strong case, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. Of all, but... of all the states in the union, Connecticut is one of them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, at that, least it's not Florida. Listen, listen. Honestly, I, I do not dislike Connecticut. I, I nothing Connecticut. I honestly never think about Connecticut other than the fact that, like, Leo, you live in Connecticut. I've been to Connecticut. That's like, I, I, oh, in, in like, Rich people who don't want to spend all of their time on the West Coast or in Manhattan, like in New York City, live in Connecticut. So, like, good for all of you. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I, I've, yeah. Those rich people, like, I've like never the, encountered the, them for all the, the most Puritans part. <laughs> ca- all the Puritans came over and stole all the land that, that, that comprised what became the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Then they kicked out. All kinds of people, uh, chief amongst them Catholics, and uh, said, Thomas here, "Here, you can you can go hang out on Rhode Island, but that's 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 not even an island." Listen, we know it's stupid, but that's we why we're telling you to live right. there because <laughs> we don't because we don't fucking care. You can go do whatever you want with it. Just get the fuck out of Massachusetts. And Rhode Island was like, "Fine, we'll start our own casino with blackjack." And hookers, as a matter of fact, we get the casino, and uh, then then they were like, Hey, that looks like an area we could call Connecticut. Cool, hey, so there's New Amsterdam, and that's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Connecticut, you're Connecticut, we're there. (laughs) I feel like that should be a you know, Connecticut's a beautiful state, you know, it's uh, listen. we're on the ocean too. That should be on the license plate. <laughs> we got we got what? Uh, David Letterman, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Let's see. Uh, uh, Martha Stewart. Ka- Martha Stewart uh, used to be Catherine. Um, what's her name? Well, Dave Letterman's from Indiana, so I'm not. Gonna oh, uh, but Ryan I, I... Reynolds. He lives in Connecticut now. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I was talking. Okay, to... but I covered this when I said freaking <laughs> famous people. Yeah. So like now you're just like, oh, but we have this. I'm like, no, no, no. I said that already. So 
This is not another like several points in favor of Connecticut. <laughs> all right. I think Benjamin Graham lives in Connecticut. Wouldn't that be a thing? The uh, yeah, <laughs> the ever-loving blue-eyed guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, sweet Aunt Petonia. I mean, when a lot of people think of Connecticut, you think of like rich, pompous people. And there's they're they're definitely here in plenty. Oh, see, but... That's actually the point I was making is um, like when I think of people in Connecticut, uh, there's it's kind of like. Like. OK, so, you know, like in movies or television shows where people are in an elevator and it's just playing that music version of Girl from Ipanema. Yep. And just kind of putting like just waiting for the next like floor, you know, they get to where they're going. It's just like a neutral zone. Uh, that's like what happens when I like think of Connecticut. Only there's no girl from Ipanema. It, it's just, oh, Connecticut. It's sort of like it's sort of like the way Wayne in Wayne's world. Yeah, I was just thinking that's that's regards more Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. But I mean, I feel I've never been to Delaware, so that's the way I feel about Connecticut. Like I, there are people I like in Connecticut and from Connecticut, but, but you know that that there, there's, incidental. There's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not all just rich pompous people. There's working class. Uh, yeah, I fucking know. Pompous. I've been to New London. We've gone over this. <laughs> it was like a Dave Look, Chappelle New sketch. London is I, not a great example of a town at all. I, I'm just well, see. You, you guys just want to stick with the great examples, right? No, no, no. Fuck yeah, that noise. Yeah. All right. Like I'm Baza, just saying, it was wait. like a Dave Chappelle <laughs> sketch. When, when I went to New London, I, I was in the fucking car with my buddies. Mike and Troy were there to help pick up Troy's daughter for the weekend, go back to Brockton. We drove hours to get there. And as we're driving closer and closer to his fucking, like, his neighborhood, like, or his, his ex-wife's neighborhood, I'm just like, gun store, gun store, liquor store, gun store, gun store. Where the fuck are we right now, Troy? What hey, is about to happen? Boat. It's got a machine gun on it. We showed up at three o'clock in the afternoon and at fucking 6 p.m. He was like, all right, we got to go. And I'm like, all right, man. We're He's like, no, we got to fucking go. I'm like, why? And he, is, there, is there an issue, man? He goes, listen, there's a couple of things. All right. Like you and Mike look the way you do. And the sun is going to start going down soon. So new, we need to get the fuck out of here. And I was like, okay, th that's all I need, man. Mike fucking punch it. You know, like. Let, let's do this thing. Hop. Then he hit thought, 88 miles an hour. We, dude, it's so fucking back. crazy. On the way, on the way back, we did hit hit 88 miles an hour. Right, it's literally as soon as the Camaro hit 88 miles per hour, there was a fucking gigantic, clear as day, super detailed lightning bolt strike across the sky. Oh yeah. Troy, Mike, and I were like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Everybody." Check. Make sure that we're. It's still 2002 or whatever it was. I was like, <laughs> we, we need confirmation now. Uh, but yeah, that that actually did yeah, happen. Oh. It's funny you say that. Like you know, you bring up the 88 miles per hour thing. But no, we got the fuck out of Dodge on Troy's say so. He was like, no, go 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 go. You know, it's like I wanted to get something to drink. There's no fucking time. <laughs> it, well, you just need to know where to go in New like, London. Why is everything closing? It's 6:15 p.m. Because they're smart. <laughs> I've never seen a subway close at 6.15. Well, mass transit goes down early. I'm talking about the subway shop, the fucking sandwich place. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about a train when I came in a car. I was just hoping to get a fucking Italian BMT, but uh, not New London. Not at, not at 6.17 anyway. <laughs> Did I, I
Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Ephes for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. I, I spent a day down there once trying to open up uh, checking accounts for the bank I was working at, and I'm like, I need to go. This is not safe. <laughs> I, I worked in New London for a while, and, and I mean, there's some like Bank Street and, and you know, where like. Yep. They're revitalizing New London, you know, but you still have uh, what the fuck is that street? There's one street near the hospital. Like there, there's a clear division of where it, it's like bad area and then good oh, yeah. area. And like there's one street where there's stories of like, you know, people like cutting phone lines before they're about to do something. You know, this is when there was landlines. Yeah. Back in the um, but then you have the story of that kid that was going uh, that kept on getting stabbed and he was going from door to door. Nobody was like. Let, uh, help them. Wait. Wait, kept on getting stabbed. Going door. Hold on. I feel like yeah, there was kids chasing him. I feel like that story. It was ambiguous. Hold on. Like he. Hold he on. Stabbed and he went to a door. And they yeah, my buddy's a cop down there, and, and he, went he tells door. me some stuff about it. Not good. Oh my fucking god! Spend so much time. Brandon's uh, checking his rosary. Praying for strength. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't find a story right now, but yeah, it, it it was big in the papers. It was probably about a decade ago, maybe a little longer. Um, but yeah, that 
kid like was going from door to door and I, I think he got stabbed a bunch of times. He was just like trying to like bang on doors. Stick or treat. Oh, Sorry, kid, I don't have any candy. Ah, stick. <laughs> All right, go to the next one. <laughs> Did he die? I think so. Oh. Well, now I feel bad for making a joke. Not like as bad as I should, but bad. You know. Yeah. Can't wait for this to be an banter episode. Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick, start the book. Quick, start the book. <laughs> Fucking Connecticut. Judas Priest. Yep. You didn't mention pizza? Best pizza. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, that says it all right there. I, you fucking, I think you, it's the best you, pizza you, outside you of Italy. We talked about I mean. fucking Kishka for fucking three and a half minutes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, an actual good thing in our state. And you're like, yep, pizza's good. Let me put it this way. If you ever <laughs> if you ever have to move somewhere, right? Like Brandon, like maybe you move to Vegas, right? There'll be something <laughs> right. from from your your home state of Massachusetts that you miss. You'd be like, you know what? I really miss how they make blank. And they don't make that here. And you can't get it here. And everyone's like, well, Vegas pizza's good. I moved to Chicago area. And everyone's talking about Chicago pizza. It sucks, dude. They make it with hard ass water in the dough and all that. And it's just like, like, what is this? What is this? They're like, it's pizza. I'm like, no, no. This is some sort of flat food disc that you made and put like a bunch of tomato soup on. What the hell is this crap? You know, so so trust me. Like, you, the, the stuff that they had there is so good. Like, the dough is good. The, the toppings, they cook the pizza the right way. So, like, the, the top is not just, like, melted cheese. It has, like, those brown spots from being, like, cooked next to heat. So, yeah, no. It's it's just they make it differently. So, I mean, it sounds like they use an oven like every other fucking place I've had pizza. But okay, could be sure. a toaster, you know. I mean, I've I've had. Some I've never had Applebee's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Applebee's. Let us make way of that for you. Hey, you want some quiche? <laughs> oh, what about McDonald's pizza? Uh, I wish I wish they brought that in the soup back, right? In the hot right. dog. Listen, I I, I get a. I respect the hell out of anybody that makes a, a, a decent soup because, mm -hmm. you know, that is just that is world class, actual modern day witchcraft. You know, <laughs> you don't see it practiced as openly and with with a, as much acceptance as it gets. But making soup is 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 just like being a fucking witch. You know, you, you start up boiling water in a fucking cauldron and then you start adding all kinds of crazy plants and spices and parts of dead animals and bits of vegetables that you pulled out of the ground and yeah that i mean that's that's literally what i've seen witches do in almost every fucking movie i was allowed to watch as a kid right like well that's... that and you live near salem right so you've probably seen it in salem Near Salem is make soup in Salem is relative. Okay. Like I like I live an hour about an hour away from Salem uh, on a good day. I actually went to Salem yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, because I had to go to watch witches make soup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even I even stopped in a little little chocolate place where they make everything from like straight up cacao and do uh, a lot of it in the uh, Aztec tradition or Mayan tradition. I always confuse the two. I believe it's Mayan. Um, I got a couple of the cacao things they do. One of them is uh, chili, which I'm pretty excited to, to try out because 
that's actually like very traditionally what they had. Like it was a big part, like a very, like a cultural drink. Uh, not at all like what we think of as hot chocolate. You oh, know, you not, got drinking chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. They made very like nice. bl- that's they made blends. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't wait to try it out. They had some candies and such that, you know, like chocolates. Um, it was all like super dark, which, Suits me fine. Like I like a, a high percentage cacao and and some of my stuff. I mean, I like milk chocolate too, but I I'll I'll dig on some some super dark chocolate. But uh, part of it, like I was gonna buy some stuff, but then I was like, ah, you know, I'd like to get something for for my wife, and she wasn't with me. And I was like, ah, you know what? This place isn't going anywhere. I'm in Salem fairly often. I love it in that town in that city. Um, I just held off. I was like, I'll just buy these couple you know, uh, mixes, uh, to, to make some, you know, cacao at home and, uh, I'll bring her back and let her figure out because she doesn't really do dark chocolate anyway, but I'd like to let her like make any choices for what, what was there. And they had some very, um, outside of the box type deals. They had some like, uh, like super like probably like 85% cacao dipped uh, like um, peppers and shit like that. It was, it was, hmm. it was like, Oh, I would have, I was like, I kind of want to try this out, but I'll, I'll wait till I'll wait till the other sweetness of my life is here with me. <laughs> then, then if she's like, I don't think I really want anything. I'll be like, all right, well, I know what I want. And then I, I, I can, I can, you know, scoop up a few things. I, I, I negate my guilt. I didn't want to walk through the door and be like, hey, look at all the stuff I got uh, for me, <laughs> I, apparently. Sorry, I, my, the fat guy inside of me got so excited at seeing chocolate, I forgot that you, <laughs> like a fucking weirdo, only eat a particular kind of chocolate. <laughs> my bad. Brandon I walks will... in and goes, I'd like the dark chocolate dipped hot dog, please. Could I have the dark chocolate chip uh, dipped dark chocolate? Thank you. Can you dip this uh, Italian BMT in dark chocolate, 85%? Good God. <laughs> you said it was out of the box. I hope they at least wrapped it in plastic. Some of them. Oh! I mean, <laughs> I mean not really, Leo. They're, they're confectionery. They made it themselves, and they put it... They, it's in a display case, Leo. They pull it out by the piece. Oh, like, so, oh okay. I, so it's very hard can I have like four of those? So no, Leo, they're not wrapped. They put it in a box and then hand it to you. <laughs> like, you said it was out of the box. Though. They have like fudge. Yeah, it's out of the box, and then they put oh, it in they, the box. It, oh, I got you. What's Fucking in the box? All the through line here, man. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? I'd like this chocolate-covered Gwyneth Paltrow head. <laughs> Nobody has ever wanted that. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you can get it on Goop. Oh, jeez. Oh, what's this all over? It's a bunch of goop. <laughs> what's that smell? Oh, never mind. <laughs> wow, okay. No, no. No, no. Children. Hey, if you know, good for you. <laughs> if, if, yes, yes. If, if you know, light a candle for us. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, mean, I don't mean to wax on about it. There you go. Okay. Vagina candle. Yeah. <laughs> no, no more subtlety. <laughs> a 
real Log peppers on. pot. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh my! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I had Dara watch the first episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine like a few weeks ago, right? And I was just like, let's just watch the pilot episode, you know? Let's, let's just like do the thing, just for funsies. We get nothing else to do, and it's the pilot, like knock it out because it's a little longer. And we watched, and she was like, okay, yeah, I, I, I get it. And I was like, yeah, and that's just the pilot. Like it, it grows its legs, it, it finds its footing. Um, grows the beard. Yes, he grows the goatee. Uh, yeah. Shaves his head, but. Without spoiling anything, um, watching Picard this week, like we we get through it, and I was like, "Son of a bitch! It is a good thing I had you watch that one fucking episode of Deep Space Nine just for some frame of reference." Um, I, you know, a particular character is all I'll say. You know, like I said, I don't want to spoil it for either one of you guys or anything like that. But yeah, I, I actually forgot I had to watch that. Um, but yeah, one character in particular on Deep Space Nine with a you know an explanation as to who they are and what what have you in watching <laughs> watching this new episode I was like oh man I I'm so happy that we watched that one episode so I could briefly explain in a way that character's deal to a point and you're able to see this and still kind of understand where that came from and it's just not out of left field like i was like score one for me man <laughs> it, it was it was like i fucking looked into a crystal ball and was like it is important to see this 90 minutes before this episode comes up i was like yes i will make her watch the 90 minutes <laughs> is it, it, it was beautiful did you see the lower decks version or lower decks uh, episode with deep space nine Mm, I saw the uh, Tom Paris episode. I've seen I've place. seen every episode of Lower Decks so far, so I I, I don't remember what what it is oh, you're talking about though. Oh, they they it was like a whole Deep Space Nine episode. Like they spent oh, cool. the day on Deep Space Nine. They uh, did the slow flyby of the uh, of, of uh, the station, and they kept on doing it. So that it it was like oh cool. yeah, that does sound familiar. Actually, I, honestly, like I. I barely remember it. Uh, some of these things, you know, were on concurrently with other things, and I was jam packing so much watching into a short amount of time, especially because we discuss so much on Wednesday nights that I want to make sure that I I had it all, you know, you know. So I'll have to. Justin will. After these messages, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> we'll be right back. Now we just need like a, a, a some playback of, of that fucking wheel wagon cheese dude. A hanker for a hunk of cheese. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> some fucking orange asshole on my television in school hall rock style animation. Screaming like a fucking fiend for cheddar cheese. Oh, <laughs> Outside my window while drooling and staring at my refrigerator. Come on, kids. Jeez, it's the best. <laughs> All right. And don't forget, don't drown your salad. And now back to CBS storytelling. <laughs> okay, what? 
Hanger for a hunk of cheese. <laughs> See? <laughs> that's what I love CBS Story Break. Oh, Story Break. That's what it was. That's that's where I uh, how I learned about Bruce Coville, uh, the the science fiction slash kids author. Did he do Chocolate Fever? Or he did The Land of Og? <laughs> I don't know about that. He did um, The Monster's Ring and My Teacher is an Alien. We'll, we'll have to get a CBS story break on Pluther at some point. Captain Kangaroo is the host. Oh, nice. Well, the guy that was Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Bruce Coville, he, he did this book, uh, The Monster's Ring. And uh, they they made that into an episode of CBS story break. Um I, I read that book and then I found out he had other books and it was a series. It was the, my teachers and alien series. And it's, oh, cool. yeah, it was like four or five books or something like that. I loved them in third and fourth grade. Honestly, it's one of the few things that goosebumps. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing is like, I actually didn't have, um, like after midway through fifth grade, <clears throat> I was, I was, I, I didn't read like kids books anymore um, because I had made contact and started like a correspondence, like pen pal relationship with Stephen King and mm -hmm. his assistant, Marsha DiFilippo, um, both like super nice. Uh, and I asked, uh, you know, like if there was a Stephen King book that I could read, at this age, which in fifth grade was like 10 or 11, um, what would it be? And they recommended The Eyes of the Dragon because it's not really a horror book or anything. And Stephen King wrote it uh, for his daughter, Naomi, when she was younger because she didn't like horror stories. So it was it was his version of a fairy tale. Uh, he also recommended that I read uh, The Lord of the Flies by William Golding. Cool. So I did. I my parents got me the Eyes of the Dragon for Christmas, and I, I my dad had a copy of the Lord of the Rings, and so I I, I snagged that. And um, after that, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good with my teacher as an alien and shit like that. Like at that point in time, a bunch of kids in my class they were super into Goosebumps, and I, in sixth grade, like the very next year went to my local library with a note that I had printed out by hand and then signed with a scribble that looked remarkably like an adult's signature because I was drilled on having fucking great penmanship. And uh, the letter stated that it was from my father and he, he gave permission for me to have an adult library card. And so I went over to my local library, which was literally a street away. I spent all my time there anyway. They knew me. I came in. They were like, yeah, you're a bookworm. That tracks. Your dad's been here. We understand why he'd want you to have the adult library card. You can handle it. Gave it to me, and I, I took out Stephen King's It. Just after I turned, like, 11 years old. Yeah, 11, almost 12. And, uh, yep. If you ever have the choice to be in just into sixth grade and um you can or cannot read stephen king's it i recommend not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> D 
don't do that. Wait a couple of years as 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 much as you you want to you want to do it. Um, if that book, I it terrified me, and I was exhilarated by it, and I loved it, and I hated it, and I've read it numerous times over the years. But uh, it it really fucking jacked my shit up for a while, and there was no going back from that point. Like, oh yeah, I mean, why would I fucking care about R.L. Stein's like fucking series of baby books when I just <laughs> I read a fucking thousand page tome about some eternal cosmic creature that makes itself look like a clown to feed on the fears and literal bodies of children in a small New England town. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure some. I'm sure fucking I think it's Maine. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the the fucking night of the living dummy holds up to to that shit. Fuck out of town. That that was kind of after my time anyway. Um Goosebumps was I think she's a hit when I was in 8th grade or something. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was my, my thing. I was at like the the ceiling like my my age group we were right at the ceiling for that being like the appropriate you, you know what i mean yeah that's it's like the with power right. rangers power rangers just straight over my head i'm like yeah that's a thing people enjoy cool you know yeah that hit that hit when i was in that hit when i was in uh what late sixth early seventh grade or something like that um and uh i mean i liked it but like to a point um and I remember being excited when they had like the the second season premiere on Friday night on Fox and they made like an event thing out of it. Uh, And then all of a sudden I just like stopped being as interested in it. (laughs) Like it just, I was like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't care about this anymore, which, yeah, whatever. I, I kept living my life and they were fine without me because they're now on their fucking 500th version of power Rangers. It's yeah. What is it? They're doing good. Power Rangers colored shapes is the name of the show now. Or they they all have a, a colored shape on their, yeah, their mask um, or something. It's like there's oh look it's, stars clovers. It's, it's green. It's blues. green X. <laughs> it's, it's it's green X in in red circle and, and blue square and yeah, it's and, uh, based off a of Squid Game, right? <laughs> is yeah, that a timely ref or is that a year old? I, I don't know. Are we a year out on Squid Game? I'm <laughs> just saying, like you know, it, I I. I was right there for it for the the age that I needed to be that they needed me to be to to watch it and uh, then I just moved on. I was like, oh okay, yeah, Green Ranger's cool. He's not evil and he's a good guy now. I guess it all worked out in the end. And moving I on. I was I was really into the Tick cartoon and uh, the Marvel action <clears> hour, <throat> which kind of ties into our book, but um, like that I think I was more into Animaniacs books. than. Than anything else when it came to cartoons for a while. I, I love that too, you know. But um, every every Sunday I would watch with my dad the Marvel Action Hour, where it starts out with Iron Man and Force Works, and then it goes into the Fantastic Four cartoon. And uh, I love the when they change the the theme songs. I'm like, oh, these are these are good because they realized the first theme song sucked. So <laughs> halfway through the series, they actually change it. It's like it's pretty cool. I'm going through a, a little bit of a thing with the fucking theme song, and it's kind of fucking crazy how much that affects, like your enjoyment of a show overall. Um, oh, is it Night Court? Because no, I hated that. In no, 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 no. It's not Night Court. It's not Night Court. Wait, did they um, change the theme song to Night Court? They, they, they 
cut it because nobody has an okay, attention no, no, span anymore. No, no, no. You're, I'm not okay. No, no, no. You're talking about uh, a continuation of an old show. I'm talking about an old show. Like the theme song changed. Like I'm watching Quantum yeah. Leap, and when you get to the fifth season, they take that like classic theme and, and they fucking made it into like a, a, a fucking club remix. It is fucking terrible. Oh. It is so bad. And there's it's no reason set, for that. It sets the tone for the entire episode, and it's so eye-rollingly terrible that the the episodes in this final season of it that we've been watching have been almost unbearable to watch, which, which sucks because like some of them like are really good, but the other ones you could get away with, you know, what the show has always done if it it didn't just like try so fucking hard to be like noticeable in something it wasn't like i don't know the the original theme it, it, it kind of hit on the right the right kind of like hopeful science fictiony notes mm-hmm. for what the show was and the 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 last season it, this dance remix version it, it, it is just god awful i don't know whose idea it was but I hope they were never allowed near music decisions ever again afterwards. Um, it's just been so, it's been so hard to, we, we flew through the first four seasons and now we're like midway through the last season. And it's just kind of like, Hey, we have like, uh, like 11 more episodes in season five. And then we're done with uh, quantum leap. Like, Oh, 11 more episodes. Keep in mind, we're having watched four and a half seasons already. And it's just, mm-hmm. Oh, do we have to? I literally said to Daryl last night, I'm like, you know, I could I could just skip to the last episode if you wanted. <laughs> I mean, there's like a there's couple really a cool, lot of filler here. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of cool things that we could see, but I mean, I don't know how important it really ends up being, considering the fact that the show ends the you know, last episode here. And you know, so what do you want to do? And she's like, No, we've made it this far. I'm like, fine, uh, be responsible. Do you just uh, skip through the theme song now? Oh yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Absolutely, it, it, you know, but it's just why it it wasn't broken. There was no need to fix it. Like like the theme song was the fucking thing that they really needed to try to pull more people in. Like maybe maybe advertise the show. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's a crazy concept, but if you want people to watch. You kept it, you know, you tried moving it once, people fucking lost their minds, so you moved it back to its original time slot. Now just make sure that you keep advertising that it's in that time slot. You know, whatever. Let's put it on Friday nights. Uh, they tried to do that shit and people people tweaked and they moved it back to, to Wednesdays at nine or whatever it was. Yeah, that's that's a thing. It's like, let's put it up against Seinfeld. No, you fool. <laughs> well, it was on the same network as Seinfeld, so that would have been weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there was that period I... of time, too, where it's like there was just a dead zone. Oh, where it's boy. Like, Let's what, put the Simpsons I... on on Thursdays. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh, boy. What do, I need, what do I need to do to leap, Jerry? I don't know. The computer's not working. I keep hitting the, the color grid. Nothing's coming up. <laughs> Sam! Sam! <laughs> Hello, Sam. 
Hello. Ziggy doesn't Minnesota. like your chances. Doesn't like them. No, doesn't like the chances. Ziggy says she has man hands. George is gushy. <laughs> right. Julie Louis Dreyfus would be the voice of Ziggy. <laughs> Fucking great. Oh, man. <laughs> Quantum Leap as written by Larry David. That would be. That would be something. I think that would. That, that's a winner. Yeah, that that would have been a great SNL sketch in 1992. <laughs> right? No, 93. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hoping that with each leap will be the leap home or at least to a halfway decent deli. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they did a quantum leap skit on uh, Saturday Night Live. I don't know. Yeah. Probably stayed away from it just because they couldn't do the special effect of when he leaps. I mean, uh, what did they need? Smoke? <laughs> he glows blue. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, whenever he leaps into and then out of. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, no, but apparently Scott Bakula had a SNL audition. Really? In what, like 82, 83? Uh, let's see. The well, Charles Scott Rocket ba- area? S- Scott Bakula, <laughs> that's funny because Charles Rocket was actually in a couple of episodes of Quantum Leap. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus was on Saturday Night Live in that era. Um, Scott Bakula is very musically talented. He came from a musical family. Like he plays central, several instruments and, uh, you know, trained singer. So, you know, there is that talent aspect that, you know, is appealing to a variety show like Saturday Night Live. How come he's never played Dracula? It seems like such an obvious thing. I mean, probably because of that. <laughs> Scott Bakula. Actually, that is, um, hold on. In this fifth season, I believe it's an episode coming up, he actually does leap into a vampire. So Scott, Scott Bakula plays Dracula in a way. Scott, Count Bakula. Ah. <laughs> One leap, two leap, three leaps. <laughs> three leaps home. Ah, 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 ah. Ziggy uh, says he needs your blood. <laughs> <laughs> For what? I don't know. Just be cool about it. <laughs> be cool. <laughs> be cool. Look into my eyes. Give me your blood. I just supposed to like suck their blood on the neck. That is gross. <laughs> <laughs> the laziest millennial vampire. Can you just sometimes like, they wear per- too much perfume or cologne? And it makes body spray gross. <laughs> it is dark temptation. <laughs> there is nothing worse than biting into the neck of a victim and only being able to taste brute in your blood. <laughs> Ew, an Ed Hardy shirt. <laughs> mm. <laughs> is that an affliction tea? <laughs> Are those still a thing? <laughs> My God. No, they're not. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't I mean, seen them. It's been a Thankfully. 
Oh, jeez. Look at all the look at all the gold chain necklaces and Ed Hardy t-shirts and pre-torn $300 jeans are selling in there. Wow. <laughs> this place must have a gigantic Italian clientele. <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, no reason. Uh, <laughs> did you notice the name of the place was Guido's? I'm just saying. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Uh, I mean, the, the owner's name is Luigi Guido. I'm just saying. <laughs> You, sir, are a fastizio. See, I can make up words, too. <laughs> Speaking of Luigi, have either of you guys been reading um, uh, Human Target by Tom King? No. No. It's a good read. Uh, he does have a sidekick named Luigi. Why I mention it? Is he uh, green overalls wearing plumber? No. Um, <laughs> no, he... he I don't want to say I'm let down by that choice, but I'd be lying. He kind of looks like Alfred a little bit. Alfred Molina? No, I don't believe he's Italian. But uh, (laughs) no, he looks like Alfred Alfred Pennyworth a little bit. But um, he he runs a little restaurant. Alfred Molina is Spanish. Oh, speaking of Alfred, I think my Alf shipped from Entertainment Earth. Ah, that's kill me. Another another celebrity from Connecticut, Paul Fusco. Oh. Cats on skateboards. <laughs> I love this Meals on Wheels program. Ha! Oh. Ah! I kill me. If only, Alf. If only. Alf, what are you doing? What is going on in here? Go home, Nothing. Miss Akmanik. <laughs> Just screaming. <laughs> right, guys? Ah! Your turn. <laughs> oh, Alf! He hated working with that that puppet on that show. That Everybody hated it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I was a kid. I loved it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Must see. TV. We didn't find out that his name was actually Gordon Shumway until the cartoon came out on Saturday mornings, right? Did, yep. uh, we knew his name was Gordon because of the episode where they like you remember they were doing like Help Me Rhonda and Rhonda was coming. You, you <laughs> no. did find it out. Okay, so so there is an episode where he makes radio contact. It's still season one, I believe, okay. and um, he makes radio contact, and his ex girlfriend is up there, and uh, she's like, "Gordon, is that you?" So, but Shumway was definitely from the the cartoon. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a it's real El aficionado. <laughs> ah, fucking how long? How long did you have that one? In, in your I just pocket. thought of it. So. Okay, all right, all right fair <laughs> like just it just hit. Had that one fucking locked and loaded, pal. <laughs> I hope somebody brings up Alf tonight. It's probably gonna be me. <laughs> so you're you're hoping you're gonna bring it up? <laughs> yes, I'm very unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't say it out loud, I won't do it. <laughs> oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> Sounds like the Phil Hartman uh, impression of uh, Admiral Stockdale. <laughs> Can't finish. <laughs> Arr, gridlock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hell out of here, Matthew. I'm fine with not smoking, Dave. Why don't you cave first? There's no shame in it. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm fine, Bill. Thanks. Uh, 
not gonna cave. I'm good. Hey guys, I was just wondering if I could get the hell out of here, Matthew. Can't you see what we're doing? Not even close to cracking. Yes, me neither. <laughs> News radio. Uh, that was that was great. They uh Bill says he's gonna quit smoking, and mm-hmm. Dave makes That's a deal with episode. him. He'll he'll quit drinking coffee. <laughs> it's fucking they oh man, like it's so I mean, just on a on a human level, it's great just seeing anybody tear into Andy Dick and make him oh, yeah. seem even like remotely frightened for his life. But uh comedically, <laughs> they shift so seamlessly from calm, cool, collected to absolutely losing their ever loving minds for about six and a half seconds right back into calm, cool, and collected. Oh, masters. I hardly ever cry, except for when I watch Steel Magnolias. You'd have to be a friggin' robot not to cry at that movie. <laughs> I don't have a heart of stone. <laughs> One of my favorite things I heard about the movie Steel Magnolias is when they were shooting it. I can't remember who the director was, um, but he straight up said, took like cut and had Dolly Parton come off camera for a minute. And he was like, you are a terrible actress. There is, you need to work and be better at what this is. And she was like, no, it's not my job to make this look good. That's your job. And then went back and did her thing. I was like, I love Dolly Parton so much. (laughs) And not for nothing. Like I've seen steel Magnolias. There is nothing wrong with Dolly Parton's performance in that movie at all. Like so stupid. Okay, I always I thought that orange did. juice was like the cure like for diet. I thought orange juice was like the cure for diabetes because of that yeah. movie when I was a kid. <laughs> I was like, so if you're diabetic, you just drink your orange juice and you're fine. I don't get it. Why? Why didn't she just keep orange juice with her all the time? I could have fucking made sure she survived. I, I thought uh, Daryl Hannah wore glasses all the time. I mean, <laughs> Daryl Hannah. <laughs> oh, Daryl Hannah. It, it, it's funny because I remember seeing the movie Splash as a kid. Like a you get her times. on Splash pages, <laughs> but uh. I actually saw the movie Roxanne more than anything oh, yeah. else. Yep. And I I love that movie. And it was because and and obviously Steve Martin wanted to make that because he was a fan of the play Cyrano de Bergerac. Uh and it was because he made that movie that as a kid I took out Cyrano de Bergerac from the library and, and read the play and I completely when I read the play, I was just like, oh, that's f-. like straight up. I'm like, I get it now. Like the whole movie was just an updated version. And I understand it, John Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> I understand every teen movie from 86 <laughs> to 89. That's 300 movies. <laughs> yeah. Actually, All written enough. by John Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, no, I it, it kind of. I remember specifically when it gets to when they're at the, the public house and they it's fencing instead of uh, darts. And he does all, the whole like insult thing. And it's all just right there. And Steve Martin. So he they brilliantly adapted it and, and brought it up to date. And oh, that movie, I don't know why it's not talked about more. It should be. It's a good movie. It really is. Damon Wayans and 
friggin' uh, Michael Pollard. Uh, oh, wait, actually, even one of the one of the guys from uh, from Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles, the the bohunk uh, groom that the sisters get married to. He played Carl the janitor. John Capello, Capilos, Capilos, Capilos. You know what I'm talking about? Carl the janitor in Breakfast Club. Yes, the one that yeah. the one that found Brian's stuff in his locker. Yep. Um. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the volunteer firemen that works for C for uh C D Baines in in Roxanne. But yeah, man, I I really I really like that movie a lot. And uh, as far as I was concerned, like Splash, ironically, could go pound sand. I'd I'd watch that, and that was my touchstone for Daryl Hannah for forever. And um, I think the the movie I, I saw of the cave bear. That's oh uh, yeah, I, Clan of the Cave Bear. My mom, my mom read the book books or whatever. Uh, I can't remember it was one. <laughs> yeah, or there's a, a series. Yeah. Um, but uh, I also, you know, several years later, uh, they used to play Memoirs of an Invisible Man on HBO all the time. I saw that a lot. And you know, it wasn't my favorite movie, but I enjoyed it, and uh, it was just funny to me because I didn't realize for years that I grew up watching two John Carpenter movies on a regular basis. That I had no idea were John Carpenter movies because they were not horror movies by by any stretch. And that was Starman and Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Oh wow, Starman! Yeah, <laughs> I rem I remember I remember when I signed up and took you know i was at my first class for driver's education and the the instructor asked what do does it do we know what the lights mean on a traffic light <laughs> and i had to fight every iota of my being to keep from saying yes green means go red means stop yellow means go faster <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> Karen Allen! I thought you said you paid attention. You knew how to drive. I, I do. <laughs> I'm just following your irresponsible example, Karen. The original Karen. Karen Allen's great. Oh, absolutely. I love I love seeing Marion Ravenwood show back up in the in the uh, the fifth Indiana Jones movie. And uh, as soon as like she's on screen, I'm like, Jesus Christ! It's it's, I know it's been like numerous. Was it? Fifth? Oh, I'm sorry, fourth, fourth. So I, I I try not to think of that movie ever, and I know that we have the fifth one coming up. That's where it gets com got confused. There, it's more watchable than people point. give it credit for. I mean, yeah. there, there's some there's some shenanigans in it and stuff like that, but I mean. Shia LaBeouf is not the problem with that film. No, no, a not at all. People are like, oh, he's no. so bad. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm I like, actually, no. no CGI ants are bad. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, my problem was not with Shia LaBeouf. It yeah. was not him. It was it was the other decisions made, story point wise and execution wise. That was, like I said before, not necessarily here, but you guys have heard me say it. The second he, the second he <laughs> fucking jumped into that refrigerator to protect yes. himself from the nuclear blast. Yeah. Right at the beginning of the movie, the top of the movie, I was just like, oh, cool. So you just, you're telling me to check out now? Great. We're yeah. in for a 
romping good time for the rest of this film, aren't we? Kid, it gets better. <laughs> oh, oh, does it? <laughs> no. It gets better, kid. Yeah. Uh, he, he's yeah. been doing a great job on shrinking. Oh, yeah, such a good show. Fucking great. Yeah. Such a you good guys show. see last week's episode? <laughs> Same idea. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I want some pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> I almost pissed my pants. Last thing I expected, Harrison Ford. Fuck yeah, I want some pancakes. <laughs> yeah, he, he did so well. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so against type for him. Yeah. He must be having him the time of his life on that show. I thought I actually, it was awesome. And I was wondering if Ted McGinty was going to have a scene with him. And finally they did. And I'm like, this is exactly what I hoped it would be. <laughs> What's what's great too is like for Harrison Ford, I who's that asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I'm too high for this. I'm not high enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I thought it was great. Jason Siegel was on a late show with Stephen Colbert, and he was telling a story about you know shooting like on set and and what have you for for shrinking, oh. and he's and he. You just made me remember something. After cool. Keep on remembering it, and then you can let us know what you remember when I'm when I'm done saying this. Uh, so he's saying, you know, I I really I wanted to like kind of start wearing a jumpsuit, you know, like like a speed suit, you know. I, I I was like, you know, should I do it? And finally, one day, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna start wearing a jumpsuit. But like, I was nervous about it, so I made sure to get to set like super early, like before anybody else, and. You know, I, I have it on and, and I'm just kind of still going over everything. So I'm, I'm ready to go once I step foot outside of my trailer and, and you know, I can kind of break right into what we're doing without worrying about people staring or making any smart ass comments after like, you know, too long. And uh, just when I settle in and I think I'm going to have plenty of time to like do that. <laughs> Like my ass hits the seat and Harrison is right outside my trailer door wanting to run lines. He's like, hey, hey, you want to run some lines? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, why don't you come, come, on, come on in, Harrison? And, and there's, there's Harrison Ford and, and I. He wants, to, he wants to work on what we're going to be doing today. And I'm, I'm standing there in my, my jumpsuit and I can see him, see him looking and I go, Hey, uh, you, uh, you, you, you looking at my, in my jumpsuit and Harrison goes, you bet I am kid. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, he's saying like, oh man, I, and I just kind of like spun out and, uh, you know, I, I was like, fuck it. It's done. I, I'm, I'm in it. And you know, I, I'm here for the day. Like, this is what we're doing. I, I'm wearing my jumpsuit. And I just thought it was so silly, but I, I was going to power through and I was wearing my jumpsuit. I, I said I was going to do it every day. You know, that's what I want to do. It makes it a lot more comfortable when I'm when I'm working. And instead of getting a ration of shit, I, I show up and there's Harrison in a jumpsuit waiting to run lines with me. <laughs> he went out and he he got a jumpsuit and showed up to set the next day so they could both be wearing jumpsuits while they were working. Oh my god! A, so so a, he actually liked it. it. Yeah. Oh, like, that's awesome. Like he, when he was like, "You bet I am, kid." <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you know what? This kid's on to something. I'm gonna give it a shot." <laughs> like, I think Harrison Ford is a lot fucking cooler than we've ever ever truly given him credit for. I'm not saying that we all thought he was a dick or anything. Like that earring. <laughs> yeah, but but Harrison Ford always, you know, he always just seemed like 
Very like, uh, you know, I'm just going to do my Yeah, he's perpetually you know. disappointed. You know what it is? I think he has – I think he just has an incredibly dry sense of humor. I think that's what it is. You know, it's not even that he's grumpy. It's just – he. I think he's very much like the character he's playing in Shrinking because that character is fucking funny, but he's dry as hell. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's really refreshing because I don't think we've Did ever you just seen give me anything. The buzzer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever seen you. anything <laughs> like that from him before. Honestly, no, that, never. You know that he should he should. I'm hoping he ends up getting some kind of award, if not at least nomination for for what he's doing in this show so far. It's absolutely fantastic, and Jessica Williams is amazing. Yeah, she's great. You know. She she's probably my favorite character on the show besides uh, Michael. Yeah, I, I I totally I totally can can dig on that. Um, and I don't say I say like I've I've liked her ever since I first saw her on the Daily Show, and uh, she's she's so smart, and she's so like witty, and she brings that into this character, and it, it like once again it seems just like tailor made. It like it's just it feels like a custom fit um and i honestly have to say and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to objectify i'm I'm not but i am a man and i can't i can't help but notice like i had no idea that jessica williams was as um statuesque like quite as tall as she is uh and as curvaceous as she is because she she has a tendency to wear flowing like oversized like clothes and what have you and uh watching some of these recent episodes i was like holy shit like do i do i owe apple extra money right now like what just what just happened <laughs> uh but i uh, i i just i love i love the chemistry between her harrison ford and jason siegel in that show and to see uh jessica williams character develop a, a friendship with um Krista Miller's character, the the neighbor there. Uh honestly it was unexpected. I didn't necessarily see that coming at the start of it. Um it fucking works. Like it's totally believable. I, I get it. And um I think that Ted McGinley may very well be a stand in for Bill Lawrence. Hmm. Like Bill Lawrence is one of the creators of shrinking alongside Brett Goldstein and Jason Siegel. He's also known as the creator of Scrubs and he uh he did Spin City and all kinds of stuff. You know, he's been he's been doing this forever. He he also does Ted Lasso. That's how he knows Brett Goldstein. Um and I I just get the distinct feeling that there's a large portion of who Bill Lawrence is that comprises the character that Ted McGinley plays as Krista Miller's character's husband. Like, okay, yeah. All right, all right. I'm just I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want me to go over there and kick his ass? No, I don't. Oh, good, because I like him. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's great, and he also deserves to have a character that's made for him at the fucking start of a show and have it all be quality because Tim McGinley was all always fucking Captain Save a show and that's not fair. He he always he was like he was the human version of the Friday night death slot. <laughs> second true. you saw him on your show, you'd be like, oh, great. Happy days? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gr- yeah. oh, great. We're going to get fucking canceled. 
Yeah. How do you know <laughs> Ted McGinley's here? Yeah, he, yeah, he showed up towards the uh, the end of the. Hey, that's kind of funny. What uh, I just realized that Bill Lawrence created two shows where Krista Miller's character is in a relationship with an actor whose last name is McGinley. Scrubs in yep. this John C. McGinley and Ted McGinley, no relation. Hmm. Anyway, enough of that. Leo, what did you remember? Do you remember what you remembered? Yeah, uh, so I saw a fan casting for Fantastic Four, and Ooh. um, this hit me. It was like, this is perfect. Uh, Jason Siegel as thing, yeah, I said that like forever and a day ago. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. That, that that's a me yeah um i i said like he he'd be pretty good but i i just don't know how one how well he uh can do the uh brooklyn accent like the bronx accent uh but also i feel like even even if he were going to be doing like voice blah 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 they still usually want the actor to do like the mocap for for the characters and i i regardless of anything I think the age bracket that they're looking at, likely going to be looking at for Fantastic Four, as much as Jason Siegel has gotten into like better shape, a little bit better shape as he's gotten older, he is clearly older now. I don't think he's believable as that age bracket, and I don't think it's necessary to hire him or you know an actor that's older, considerably older than the character they should be portraying, and always having to use like. CGI and, and what have you to de-age them. You know, that, that should be a, a rare occurrence, not like run-of-the-mill, um, as far as I'm concerned. But I think if it were 15 years ago, yeah, I'd, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Just have him wear contacts before he turns into the full-blown thing because he needs to have blue eyes. Well, uh, like, when did we get the other one? 2015? That's almost 10 years ago now that that uh, Miles Teller and uh, Kate Mara version came out. Okay, so uh, 18 years ago? Yeah. Let's say, you know. Well, 18 years ago would probably be Michael Chilkins, right? Chickless, yeah. I mean, I, I like Michael Chickless. I still don't think he was a good pick to play Ben Grimm. I like you know, his voice. I, yeah, his voice is great, but like yeah. as the, the before Ben Grimm, I mean, no, not so much. And, and honestly, as being the performer in the suit too, like they really dropped the ball on that because you know what, if you want to go practical, that's fine. I, I get it. But CGI in that instance should have been used supplementally to increase the size of the character comparative and relative to the rest of the fantastic four and everybody else. Yeah. Around. He could have been bigger. You know, the thing is supposed to be gigantic, very much like on par with, you know, the Hulk. And uh so the Corman one got right. Yeah, to see well, he was kind of small too. Well he was um, he was a big human, you know. Yeah, he was a large he was a large man in a suit for sure. Uh and you know, I I, I completely agree with Michael Chickless's decisions as Ben Grimm, like that he made performing the character. I just don't think that he was the best representation of the character in the physicality is a large part of, of Ben, you know, he is supposed to be that big tough guy. That's why, you know, the thing ends up being like, ironically what, you know, what his mutation is. Oh, you would, you know, 
everybody else gets something that benefits them from what essentially can be seen as part of their personality. And for him, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm just a giant hulking thing that, that has like impenetrable, impenetrable skin. Nothing gets to me like, Oh, cool. I'm glad that, that the physical, physical mutations match our, our fucking psychology. Good thing. I, I don't think of myself as a fucking dick. <laughs> like that, that could have been, that could have been disastrous. Um, Geez, you, you can just fan cast the Fantastic Four with the cast of Shrinking now, can't you? Just move everybody over. So you've got Michael, who would play the thing, right? Mr. Fantastic, which uh, would, would probably be uh, Harrison Ford's character, right? Or, or um, you know, maybe you could even make like a – you could make Jason Segel him. Um, you got Jessica, who, who could play um, uh, the Invisible Woman. Yeah, and, Jason uh, Segel would play Reed Richards in that. Jessica would be – Susan, uh, his best would, friend Brian has to be the Human Torch. Yeah, Brian would. Yeah, because everything yes. goes his way. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Every, everything That's goes. That's what he my says way. when he flames yeah. on. Yeah, and um, and the in Ben would be uh the kid. He's yeah, Mike. He's, Michael, why do I keep wanting to say Sean? Is it Sean? Maybe it is Sean. I said Mike before. Sorry. I think I think it's Sean. Yeah, it is Sean. And yeah, who, um, who would Harrison Ford be? Doctor Doom. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> like no <Master>. hesitation. <laughs> God damn it, Reed. <laughs> Willie Lumpkin. <laughs> How many times I told you, kid? Don't set foot in Latvia. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting and and um, I don't know, just like with the chemistry that they have, I could see that working as a sketch. Cosmic rays. Why did it have to be cosmic rays? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. Fun to be had by all. Um, yeah. Uh, that would be such an odd. You know it would work, though. I mean, Or you could do Ted of. Lasso, right? To get the Ted Lasso guys. <laughs> Reed has to be Beard, though. Beard, beard has to be Reed. I mean, if you were gonna if you were gonna cast it, if you were legitimately gonna cast it now, who would you pick? Oh, Brett Goldstein is gonna be the thing for sure. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Ted Lasso. I mean, oh, like, okay. All right. Cast the movie. Who would you pick? You know, for, w- worry about worry about the the principal four. Okay. You know, you don't even have to bring Doom into it straight away. But like, who would be your Ben Grimm, your your Reed Richards, your Sue Storm, your Johnny Storm? What age group are they? Are are they like young college students? Or are they like I'm I'm thinking like late twenties, early thirties. Okay. Jeez. Uh mm, it's a puzzler, eh? Sucks because the person who I I a few years ago thought would have made a great pick to play Ben Grimm, especially if they worked on like perfecting that, that New York accent uh, is persona non grata in Hollywood now. Yeah. I'm I'm not even going to bother saying the name. It does. It's not even worth it, but that was like physically and, and everything like, damn, that, that would have been a fucking solid ass casting pick. Um, but my, I mean, for me, I've said it numerous times. I, I would, I really want Lakeith Stanfield to to get cast as Reed Richards. I really do think that more people, 
need to pay attention to the fact that Jonathan Majors was cast as Kang to kind of get an idea of how they're going to cast Fantastic Four in the MCU. I think that makes perfect oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been saying that for forever. Like, in, in, you know, from everything I've seen from Lakeith Stanfield, which, you know, isn't a whole lot, but, you know, he, he's been in what I've seen because uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen um, one of the movies he did recently uh, about Black Panthers, but uh, he... He was in the show Atlanta, which he is like just delightfully aloof throughout the entire series, unbothered by everything around him, but always ha- has everything sort of like everything works out for him. Uh, and then in Knives Out, everything goes his way. Then in Knives Out, as as the detective working with uh, Blanc, and. Uh, in the movie, oh okay, I know who it is. Sorry to bother you, yeah. Uh, which was just absolutely bug nuts, insanity to the that F3. movie took a turn. <laughs> and uh, but it's just kind of funny because it does involve this really strange super science thing, and you know, it's like I look at all the and he does have a small role in Get Out, um, but I've you know when I look at those different things in the fact that. He doesn't play a dummy at, at any point in these roles. He comes off as a very capable and intelligent guy. I could totally see him playing Reed Richards 100 percent. Um, you know, I, I I'd be interested to see who they cast as Sue Storm. Um I feel like they're probably still gonna go with a, a blonde actress, but like an actual like blonde actress, not somebody who dyes their hair blonde to get the role. Um, probably somebody like Samara Weaving. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily mind her. Um, uh, just a heads up, Lakeith is going to be in the new Haunted Mansion reboot. Yep. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a relationship with Disney then. Mm-hmm. Hmm, they're, they're not known for using actors they've had in other projects in the MCU. Well, right? Owen Wilson's the title main character in Haunted Mansion, so you know. Yeah, along with Jared Leto, Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That I knew, yeah. Dan Levy. I thought she was actually producing it, too, but... But yeah, so, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm obviously being sarcastic. They, They love working with the same people over and over again, like, building a, a, a working professional relationship. So if Lakeith Stanfield is now coming into it, that means technically speaking, because Disney owns Fox now, all four principal cast members of Atlanta have been in MCU movies. And Brian, so uh, Atlanta, that's the one that uh, uh, Childish Gambino was in, right? Yeah, Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. So why not, why not him, uh, grab him? Cr- created and wrote. Uh, grab him for what? For one of the roles, like maybe he could play Reed because he's already had he already has a role in the MCU. He has a role in the Sony version. No, he has a role in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, which is half half Sony. That, Sony that's, that's MCU though. That is MCU. Well, I didn't think that was MCU because I thought that was the Sony 
verse still. You mean when Iron Man shows up and gives him a suit? That's MCU. No, I'm being serious. I thought it was a, a no, Sony a, thing. Yeah. No, it's MC. It's MCU. It, oh, okay. That's why Spider-Man's in the MCU because those three movies are MCU. The other stuff that you've seen is not MCU. Like Morbius and Venom. Like that's all Sony. We, we are... had a heated discussion the other week about this. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Link to the party. But <laughs> Spider-Man, Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home are Marvel Studios. Like I, I got to be honest with you. I've already lost interest in that topic. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, no um, offense, but, but, but I just, Don, but, you know. But Donald, Donald, <laughs> Glover is, Donald Glover is the uncle of Miles Morales who appears in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's the he he he's the like uh he's prowler. Yeah, prowler. I'm just trying to think, you know, he's like the fence or whatever that that uh Spider-Man talks to and finds out like where M- Mac Gargan is and and all that shit. And the guy who's like the shocker blah blah blah. Bakeem uh, Woodbine. I remember him. Yes, yes. Um and uh but Brian Tyree Henry played um, Fastus in Eternals, and he he plays uh, the rapper Paperboy in Atlanta, uh, and uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, he's not in an MCU project as of yet, but he is in a Disney movie that's going to be coming out. And Zazie Beetz played Domino in Deadpool two, and she's going to play Domino again in the upcoming Deadpool movie. She's okay, you know. Um, I like Zizi Boots a lot. I, I don't, I don't feel like anything that I've seen her in has really wowed me. Like from seeing her as Domino and then seeing her in because she was in Joker, correct? Yes. Yeah, I just, um, I, I feel like, I, I think feel like if, she's yet to really like impress me as an actress. I'm just like, you should, yeah. you should, you should watch Atlanta. Maybe especially, that's maybe that's the difference. Yeah. Especially, well, especially with those other two pieces there. I think it gives you a much more well-rounded view of what she's capable of because those two things that she does with Domino and Joe in, in the Joker uh, in, in Joker rather um, those are two dissimilar characters. I mean, they're not the same and she doesn't play them the same, which, you know, to her credit, she shouldn't. Uh, but then if you see the character, she plays Vanessa in Atlanta You'll you'll equal parts like like as a character, and it's designed this way. M- most of them are honestly throughout the series. You're gonna really like her in a lot of instances, and you're gonna really like scratch your head and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with her?" In <laughs> you know numerous instances, everybody goes through that, and that's that's good because that's the logical progression of people. You know, that's how we develop as individuals. And the characters go through all of that throughout the four seasons of the series. It's it's amazing. It's Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover's version of Twin Peaks, but oh, cool. in Atlanta and involving the music industry and in where they're from, as opposed to being a commentary on like, you know, entertainment consumption as a serialized desensitization. Desensitization to uh, you know violence and and murder, you know. Sorry, don't mean to do a deep dive on Twin Peaks, but yeah, it's it's really good. You should check it out. Yeah, I, really... I, um, 
I don't know anybody that I would probably cast at these things. I, I would, um, I feel like all the actors that I know are probably past that age group at this point. You know, like, like who am I going to say? Because I can't, I can't even be like, um, Oh, this person. Oh, well to, to your point, that person would have worked 15 years ago when I had my thumb more on the pulse of actors and up and coming actors and all that. So yeah. I would still, I would like to see Dacre Montgomery play Johnny storm. <laughs> Uh, he played uh, Billy in Stranger Things. Oh, the the only other one I could think of is I just watched uh, Top Gun Maverick and and the guy that played Hangman. I'm like, I could see him doing doing that. I haven't um, seen it, so I don't. Yeah, know it's it again. I couldn't tell you his name. I'm like some blonde asshole. You know, some like, blonde <laughs> asshole. It's like yeah, he's got a handsome face. You know, he's a, he's a schmuck. You know, kind you of handsome, you handsome son of a bitch. <laughs> He plays. He plays the cocky pilot. So it's like, yeah, he could. He could do Johnny Storm, I guess. I don't know. Cocky pilot. All right. I mean, Tom Cruise as uh, yeah. <laughs> that checks off enough boxes, I suppose. <laughs> Tom Cruise as uh, Mr. Fantastic. That that wasn't Goose's son, was it? No, that was Miles Teller, who ironically played Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him. You really Although, think you're hot shit, huh? Ooh, hot shit. You know what? We should try casting him as Human Torch. Ooh, you are inspiring. Inspire, <laughs> Chris Evans. <laughs> I never see it coming. <laughs> Listen here, Bucko. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this all day. No, wait. <laughs> That's not the line. Flame on. There it is. Got it. <laughs> uh.